Hello, and welcome aboard the night bus. A magical transport for the stranded, lost, witch or wizard, or muggle. I'm Corey. And I'm Jamie. And I'm Jackie. And on the night bus tonight, we'll be having a conversation about the movie and book, Ready Player One. Opening thoughts. Great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. First thing you hear, man. Music kicks off. The graphics in it is awesome. Oh, yeah. The the CGI was top tier. Yes. They put some money into that one. Yeah. And to be fair, that was the... uh, that was the only part of the movie that was nominated for an Oscar, but it did get nominated for an Oscar for uh, Best Achievement in Visual Effects. Really? Yep. Well, I could believe it. Didn't win, but it got nominated. And, you know, only five movies get nominated for Oscars, so pretty good. Yeah, I'd like to know how they got the the rights to put everything they did in there. I mean, you had Fortnite, Ninja Turtles. You had Minecraft. You had, every Minecraft. You had everything. pop culture reference for the last 40 years. In there somewhere. Yeah, I mean, they put the images I think in I there saw too. Woody from Toy Story at one point. Yeah, you did. So there had to be a massive amount of, of money go out just for the rights to use all these characters. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's, I, I was and likenesses. And the music. Uh, and like I said, the whole, the whole thing is based in tons and tons of pop culture references for... Like oh, I said, yeah. for, for the last 40 years, back to the 80s. It had a budget of $175 million. So I would say a lot of that went toward the copyrights. Oh, and no doubt. And then a, a lot of the rest of it went toward the special effects, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But considering, you know. And to be that, fair, they didn't get any huge, huge name actors for it. So I guess that's. No, that's one thing. You know, there's I not, guess that's how they saved on the budget. But still very good actors. Oh, yeah. yeah. Olivia I Cook. I think is, of anyone in the show that did, you know, just like, oh, that was terrible. Oh, no, no. Olivia Cook did great. And she's kind of a known. And then was Simon. she known then, though? Really? Yeah. I mean, really? yeah, this was 2018. Okay. Yeah, the movie's not that old. Uh, I'm pretty sure she was known then. I can't guarantee it, but I think she was. And then uh, Simon Pegg. He was probably the biggest actor in it. British. Simon Pegg. I know him from Mission Impossible. He's in all where the Mission Impossibles. You don't know where Simon Pegg was? No. He was the curator. He was Ogden. Oh, it's was a ton of makeup, man. Okay. I see it now. Well, I see it now. Makeup he, he, when he was Ogden. <clears throat> he also played. I, I didn't see it, man. Of course, I did on, a, uh, Sherlock, didn't he? Uh, in my defense, though, man, I did I a remember. quick watch of this from yesterday until, well, like you know, about five minutes ago. Yeah, I was finishing it up, sitting here. So. Yeah, he played on. I'm pretty sure he played on Sherlock, the the one that you like to watch all no, the time. There wasn't Simon Pegg. Yeah, I didn't think so. Was it? Mm-mm. Looks a lot like him. I get the two actors confused sometimes. Yeah, because I, I, I swore that was him. No, uh, Simon Pegg's, you know, Shaun of the Dead, uh, Hot Fuzz. Oh, that one. Okay, okay. Yeah. Was that, all that make it? I could, I could visualize I see, the other again. one. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't seeing that either, really. Guy. But like I said, in my defense, I did a speed watch. Yeah. Again, I've, I've seen it before, but just tried to catch up for tonight. I, I didn't realize Simon Pegg voices uh, Phineas Nigelis in the Hogwarts Legacy game. Oh, cool! I didn't know it either. I didn't yeah. either. I had, I guess, I didn't listen that close, even though I've got two hundred hours in the game. <laughs> I didn't listen close enough, apparently. But yeah. So, like you were saying, no major act. You know, well, Simon Pegg, of course, but yeah, he's uh, and he's, he was like a supporting cast. Uh, yeah, he cast. wasn't he even wasn't main character. Main. It didn't show up till at the end. I mean, his voice was in there, but right. and yeah, you know. but that wasn't actually. You didn't see him no. until right there at the end. 
so you can get by with not having to fork out oh, big I'll bucks you, for it. i tell you, a semi, uh, well, yeah, well-known, uh, the guy who voiced IROC. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A.J. T.J. Miller. Thank you. TJ. I can never remember his name. But yeah. anyway, you know, you've seen him in one of the Transformers movies, uh, the Deadpool movies. Yep. he's we- He plays Weasel. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of those that when you see him, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. It's it's one of those that guys. Yeah. You know? That guy, the one that's in everything. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? I don't know, but he's that guy. You know, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, the, like I said, I, I still can't get over the soundtrack to it. Oh, yeah, well, Which, dude. I grew you know, up with that music, so. Well, so did I. Oh, I mean, that, I, it's great. This is and that's before from, my time, and it's, yeah, that's just, it's a great soundtrack. This is coming literally from my time, so, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I was just surprised how easy being that far into the future and everything and seeing how they lived in the stacks. Mm. Uh huh. Which I, I grasp the concept of it now because they stack trailers on top of each oh, other. Yeah, but it's, but well, yeah, it's like it's like Jenga. Yeah, I think and I think it may say it in the movie. I know it does in the book. You know, basically there was no room to go out anymore. They just had to go up with them. Yeah, but he I love how he had his little setup. He went through these old cars, mm. ducked down, and then boom, he had his own little space. Right oh, that there. that was great. That was cool. I would I, love I that. To keep saying this, man, but. In the book, <laughs> and you listen to it or you know, read it or whatever. Yeah, since you like the movie so good, you really got to do the book, man, because yeah. it explains the little things. The movie does a great job of explaining it anyway, yeah, but it just explains, you know, just how poor these people really are. But how poor could you be if you're living in virtual reality? Well, that's that's why that's why it's so popular. Is it, these people real life sucks so in real bad. life? It's it's just so bad that they can just put on this headset, go into a virtual world yeah. that is the ninety five percent like reality. Yeah, there's something things you can't get. How but, do they afford to buy the headset? Well, that, and rig. Dad, they explain that more in the book. Too, in, the in the book, book yeah, too. they go into the pricing of everything. If you notice, even in the in the movie, well, like the the higher the richer people got these awesome rigs, and you know, the other people have got the gloves and, and maybe a visor. Yeah. Oh, I tell you a good part that uh, that wasn't really in the movie was uh, the schools, because you know Parsival, the main character. Yeah, he he's still in school. He's in school when you when the movie when the book first starts out, and his avatar is like the base avatar, the one you get for free if you don't have no money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mi- uh, Minecraft Steve. Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. Uh, generic face, black T-shirt, blue jeans. Uh, your name is like something, something, one. You just have a number, basically. Yeah. But they actually go to school in virtual, virtual reality. reality. Like I said, it's showing an out then so everybody can go to school. Yeah. But I just, I could, you're poor, but you can get the virtual reality rig. You can get the base stuff. The, yeah, you're paying for the service to log in and everything, which, going by what nowadays is, you have to pay for all that stuff. It ain't free. Well, so that's uh, how Parsable makes his <clears> money. Is inside there. Well, he repair. He'll find old gloves and and old visors, and he'll repair them and sell them. Okay, like on the street. It, that's yeah, from no. the book. At, at the beginning of the yeah. movie, when his uh, step uncle, I guess you what to call that dude, that got mad at him because the gloves messed up, and that's why he died. Yeah. It doesn't say, but the reason he's got gloves like that is because Percival repairs repairs all the stuff. Here, okay. 
And I think your your in game money can actually be used for you can you can you can basically deposit out. Well, if you remember, well, that's that's getting a little too far Mm. into the. Well, anyway, yeah. uh, you know, and like you say, that rig he's got up, but he put together himself. He's a he's a like a mechanical electrical genius, you know. No, I seen that because I I liked it the the way the treadmill was where you could walk and you yeah, and just he, change direction. Yeah, the omnidirectional. Yeah. He put this rig together himself. Just basically, I guess it's like an old junkyard. Yeah, basically, underground, yeah. Un- like an underground junk pile junkyard. Well, the, I know in the movies in the junkyard, but he snakes through some vehicles. Yeah, and there's they, a, let's say a van buried underneath them, and then he hooks everything up through there. And it, it explains that uh, you know he's he's still in the power. Oh, you yeah. know to to power everything he's got going oh, on. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. So that's happening. that's that's why you know there's different levels. I think well, I guess maybe you get like the base rig. Uh, I think the, I think the base is literally. The headset, though it, it's it's the headset that that head headset is sort of like the brand new uh, Apple headset that's out now. That technically speaking, all you need is a headset. You can use hand gestures and it picks it up. But it's if you want the full experience, you need gloves, full body haptics. Then you get into the whole like rigs where you got the omnidirectional uh, treadmill you're running on. You know you hook the straps up to, to you to keep you from running into a wall or something if the something goes wrong and yeah it gets very very detailed and in-depth like i said in the book well we'll get there in a minute because again that's jumping ahead mm. but basically yeah so you know you got very 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 poor people yeah i just i'm trying to base it off of what you can get nowadays mm. i mean but that's like the uh vr headsets we have when they first come out Man, they was high dollar. Oh, I give you, you just, good, anybody just well, I mean, look how much the you, Apple one costs right now. I'll give you a good yeah. example of how these people have this stuff. It's just like people go out and get their cell phones at the little tents. You know, you can get the base stuff for free. The government will give it to you. Yeah. So it's kind of probably something like that. Probably. Jitterbug. Hmm? I said jitterbug. <laughs> jitterbug. I don't know the reference. <laughs> the jitterbug cell phones? That's the ones the government gives out. Oh, are they? Yeah, the government issue. The Obama phones. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, but I guess we can kind of get into the movie and how it starts off. Oh. Well, uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've, I've rewatched it twice in the last two days, and I cannot remember that exact opening scene. Like, I remember a little bit about it. But uh, for the most part, when the, the movie kicks off, he's... Uh, Going into virtual reality. He goes and he's explaining to you about Yeah, he's explaining how here. it works and everything, which we kind of just did, so. Yeah. He said everybody lives here, and that's so just, everybody just meets up here. And that's when he starts contacting H on his uh, Yeah, he's getting hold of H, so he but tracks him out. See what she's up, he's up to. Yeah, you're getting a little ahead of yourself. You can see what he's up to. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he is on a, a raid. He's uh, on the, the planet Doom. Which, according to the movie, is like the uh, toughest place in the uh, the oasis. The oasis is what the virtual reality place is called. It's called the oasis, and uh, so basically, he's getting a hold of uh, H to find out if he's going to be able to make it to the race because the uh, creator of the oasis, uh, James Halliday, James Halliday, he passed away, and he left. Uh, behind uh, three keys three keys and if you find all three keys you get the golden egg the easter egg 
and then you get his shares in Oasis, which is half a trillion dollars, and you own the Oasis. So, you know, you control what happens. Yeah, you're and the owner of it. it's been five years, and nobody's got a single key. And the the one key that people know how to get is you have to do this race. And the way I understood it, the race is they do two races a day, if I understood that right. Like a kind of like a morning, you know, noon race and then a late race. <clears throat> and he's telling H that, you know, he can't make the late race, so he's got to make this one. And he's asking if H is going to be able to make it. And H is like, yeah, you know, I'm just uh, doing this, you know, raid and I'm going to get this gauntlet and then I'll be there. Doing the gauntlet with, uh, oh, the. The ninja guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, sh- uh, show and uh, Daito. Yeah. Daito and Show. Yeah, I have no notes, man. I'm a flying blind here. I'm on IMDb. I'm trying to remember from my head, and that ain't going to do no good. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's why I'm on IMDb. That That's... way I can know all the names. <clears throat> but now, think of the Halliday. Well, he's the one who created the Oasis. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a totally mm-hmm. introverted uh, 80s nerd computer genius guy. Partner. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Simon Peck's character. Uh, oh, I can't think of his name. Uh, oh my good. Yeah, see, man, no notes. I got. They, I they, do better. they on IMDb. Do better. They list him as a curator. They don't list him as uh, oh. his name. And I don't know why it, we were just talking about it before we hit the play button. But at the point we go in with Parsifal, it's been like five years since. It's Hall- been five Halloway, years. Halliday, Halliday, right? Yeah, Halliday the, passed and, away. Yeah. By the way, the year is twenty forty-five. So, and two races a day, man. Look how many times they've run this race that nobody can get. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... Uh, so, that's how well this guy I think designed eight, this game. Well, he, he gave a little clue. That's 830 races a year for five years. Wow. He, he gave a little cru- clues, and they had what they call the holiday uh, record room. Yeah, the holiday files. Yeah, and you go there, and you can view his memories. Mm-hmm. And... Try to because he left little clues in there, but you have to really so know. For five him. years, people been trying to. Yeah, when it first started, put out, this stuff together. So. They said it was packed in there; you could hardly get in there. But over time, it's went down. A very few people still go there to the yeah. Basically, now it. the only people still doing the quest because again, nobody's been able to find a single key in five years. Or the gunters. So the, now it's basically the die hard gunters. What they call yeah. the gunters, the diehards, and then the. Uh, what are those people called to work for the corporation? Oh, I, I O, I O S, the Sixers. I O, yeah, the Sixers. That's what they're called. I O I. It's yeah, yeah I O I is the uh, the organization, but the people you, are called Sixers. A, you've always got an eagle, an eagle, an eagle. You always got an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> you always got an evil, uh, got evil industry or something. You know, trying to oh yeah take over everything. And, and of course, the the bad guys are called Sixers. You guys wouldn't understand that because you don't watch sports, but yeah. I just assumed it meant because all their numbers start with six. No, I was getting at the Philadelphia 76ers. That's a basketball team. But, yeah. Is there a connection here? No, no. I'm just saying. It, it, in my head, it's like, yeah, of course the Sixers are bad because that's – Oh, see, I'm not a sports person, man. Yeah, You're talking – That's what I said. You guys wouldn't get it. It's, I don't get it. You get it? I don't get no. it. It's basically you know, my favorite basketball team. That's their rival. I don't understand sport ball. Yeah. Well, most people that watch Red Player One probably don't. Yeah. Because if you're a nerd, a gamer nerd or something – you will love this movie. Oh, it's like every reference you could ever dream of. Man. Oh, yeah. And if you're slightly older, you will love the book even more. 
There are so yes, many references in the books to <laughs> 80s and 90s pop culture. Oh, yes. Well, I, I haven't listened to the book, but just from watching the movies, from everything they put in there, I'm going to love it. Yeah, there's references oh, to will, literally I promise you, you everything. Will. Except, for some reason, I guess, uh, I can't think of the, Ernest, Ernest Klein. that's the author. Uh, I guess he wasn't a fan of Dragon Ball Z. Because there's no references to Dragon Ball Z in it in the well, book. It's mostly well, American pop anime. culture. They they make really some don't... references to anime. Yeah, there's a, there's a few, but there's not a. There's whole more lot. in the book. Oh, okay. The book's got so many references, it's unreal. But for some reason, never a Dragon Ball Z reference. I was well, like, how? They like, might have just kept that in character because of Holiday. I mean, he was a teenager in you know late seventies, eighties, grew up in America. Yeah, so they kind of kept Dragon it to what Ball he Z would be familiar with, maybe. I don't know. It wasn't real big back then here. No, it really hadn't took off. It they was big in Japan in the 80s because that's when it was happening. Wasn't oh, yeah. It? Yeah, they had yeah it came to America in the early 90s. If you would like to redo this story now, yeah, it would have to be in there. Yeah, see, they had Dragon Ball Z video game for the regular Nintendo, but I didn't know nothing about Dragon Ball. See, man, I, I don't know if you remember, but I don't uh, You remember the old Shogun Warrior? Uh, I know it. Animated cartoons used to come on like Showtime when we were kids. Yep. I can't find those things anymore. Uh, they're on YouTube. I still see clips. I've looked for them. I can't find them. Yeah. You got to show them to me. Shogun Warrior. I mean, I, I, God, I used to watch those things a lot. I watched all the old cartoons. When I was a kid, I was watching cartoons that my parents was watching. That's just the cartoons I was into. But Actually, good cartoons. <laughs> oh, yeah. I agree with you. That's why I watched them. But yeah, the uh, the book's got so many pop culture references from the eighties and nineties. It's unreal. But back to the movie, just, uh, obs- just just throw in there man, obscure ones that yeah you that might was... not catch the first time through in the book, especially in the movie too. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I, and I told you, you know, when I was getting you to listen to it, I was like, there's so many references that I'd say probably I understood sixty percent of them. The other forty percent went right over my head because there's just so many. Just and just vague ones that. You had to have been there or, or watched it a lot to, to catch them, a lot of them. Yeah. But, yeah, man, that, that's, I love it. It's great. Yeah, and uh, pick up in the movie, they're, uh, they go to the first race, and uh, needless to say, uh, Parzival's got to go to the back because he's running low on fuel, and to get fuel, you have to collect coins and fill up your tank. So he's got to collect the coins from the crashed uh, vehicles and characters that, you know, Die. Again, that just lets you know he's a very poor, in the real world, he's very poor. He's just Mm -hmm. getting by with, you know. Yeah, and when you die in the game, you lose everything you Mm. have. All your gear. It's classic video game style. they call it? Zeroing out? Yeah, you zero out. zero out, and it's gone. Yeah, keep inventory is not turned on. No. There's no save points either. I just go back to this point and have all my gear left. No, they ain't none of that either. Like so it, when you lose it, you lose it. Yeah, you lost it, it's it It's a lot like Minecraft, and apparently but in virtual reality. Grab. Yeah. If you're there when it happens, you can just snatch everybody's stuff. Yep. Yep. Again, like I said, now you guys won't understand this, but it's very Minecraft-esque. When you die on Minecraft, you just explode. All your stuff just explodes out of you. You respawn somewhere else, and you know if you're on a public server, somebody's done swapped up all your loot. Yeah, my, my son's a real hard into Minecraft. Mm. All of them. <laughs> but yeah, they uh, he goes to the back for the start of the race, and uh, it's basically him, it's H, and there's a bunch of Sixers. Just Sixers everywhere, just the generic skin Sixers. And then uh, the girl pulls up on a bike, a street bike, right beside him, and he starts going, 
Uh, I think that's Artemis. Hey, you seen this? Is that who I think it is? Fanboying fan fan like crazy. Oh, yeah, because apparently Artemis is like a Twitch streamer that is against the Sixers and uh, IOI. Yeah, she uh, being e-girl nowadays. Basically, yeah. yeah. Just to toss in, all these people that are in the game, I guess they build their, their avatar up, design them, whatever, you know, with whatever money they can come mm-hmm. up with in the game. And, and H is re- his truck and his avatar is, like, awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like a cyborg something or other. Yeah, yeah he's, he, a, he's a coder. He's a genius coder. So right coder. away, man, he's just like this big, imposing, stands head and shoulders over top of uh, Parcival. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds you of Cyborg from uh, the DC Universe. And he's scared of everything. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but is a genius when it comes to repairing mm, stuff. Yeah. That's, where the, that's where he makes most of his yeah. money is repairing everything in-game. Yeah, like I said, he's a, he's a genius coder. Because, so, you know, when you're in virtual reality repairing something, it's not like a mechanic. You know, you gotta you got to know different things of how to repair it. Mm. So, yeah, and they'll say they... They do the race because we don't need to break down the whole movie scene by scene. Yeah, but oh, we'll uh, be here forever. Oh yeah, two and a half hour movie. And once again, no one wins that race. Yeah, nobody wins the race for the eight uh, hundredth millionth time, probably. Who knows? Yeah, because during the race, you're battling Godzilla, King Kong, all the obstacles that pop up in front of you. You're battling each other. Mm. It's just a free for all. Yeah, although you got all the Sixers just trying to wipe everybody out so one of their guys can get through. Yep, their yep. their their whole thing is yeah, just they're, they're <laughs> the corporate lackeys. Yeah, uh, they just pure sheer force by numbers. Mm-hmm. If there's enough of us, uh, they they can't take us all out, but they can. So, and it's not actually Godzilla; it's just a dinosaur. Oh, why doesn't have any competition in this game? Aside no. from the Gunters and just the average people, there's not like another company no. in, in competition with them. Nope. It makes you wonder, man, over the years, was there, and they just cr- they crushed the competition maybe? And Probably. Or bought them, you know, like they do nowadays. They just bought, oh, bought yeah, them Yeah, I was going to say, it's yep. it's very heavily, you know, Apple or Google-esque. I mean, they, uh, they marveled everybody, and Disney bought everything up. Yeah, yeah that's another way to look at it. Yeah. Then, uh, they're Disney. They're that's man. it, man. IOI's <laughs> Disney. Oh, God. They're, I they're, see the connection now. I don't know about that. Disney has at least done some good things. Not like recently, well, but they have good done in some. The beginning, we don't know. Eh, I kind of doubt it. <laughs> yeah, their their whole reason of wanting to win is they want to be able to put ads into the game. Well, yeah, yeah, Again, the, man, it sounds like Disney. The owner of IOI wants you know he wants the money to own the company, but the main thing he wants is to own the Oasis so he can. Like you said, plaster with ads and make money that way because he can make. But when you're in virtual reality like that, if you know, if you get ads, that whoever's you know supplying the ads, they're making so much money. Hmm. Yeah, then you're gonna pay so much money to get those ads taken off for so long, so they're making more money. Mm-hmm. They, his exact words was, "We can fill up eighty percent of the screen before, before they, we cause seizures." Or uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Good God." You yeah. had one little spot to look through, and that was it. The rest of it was ads flashing around you. And they talk about when he's when he's talking about that, he's talking about getting around Halliday's uh, restrictions. Yeah, mm-hmm. he don't. He won't. So Halliday set it up. To, I guess the, no ads to be able to enter the game is Anybody pretty can, much free. Yeah, the game yeah. itself free. You don't, have, you don't have to pay to to be you, in it. Yeah, basically, and I can't remember if it says in the book or not. I know it doesn't in the movie. Basically, you know, how much the headset costs. That like that's all your. That's all you got to pay. Once you own the headset, you can join in 
and no charges after that. You know, if you want to, if you want a better rig, then you know you buy the the gloves and the haptic full body haptic suit if you wanted that. I would want the full body <clears throat> haptic suit, but I'd turn the power, the pain level down on that bad boy. Yeah, real in certain low. areas, I'd turn off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> They would get turned off until like the, the club scene. Switch, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then when the club scene in happens, battle, then you, you turn that back off. On. Yeah, cause oh, that one dude got. Oh yeah, that's that's the part I'm getting at. Yeah, mm-hmm. I screamed when he did. Mm, yeah, <laughs> just instant. Yeah, and that is one thing you know, kind of glazed over. But you know, you can when you create your avatar, you've got like you can create basically anything. Oh, yeah. well, I was going to say, basically every character you can think of is in there somewhere. Yeah. And you can be that person. Yep. You can you can own a giant mech. There was a Buckaroo Bonsai reference in it. Uh-huh. Yep. You remember that movie? How how vague and, and unknown is that? It's a anime series. Mm-hmm. It is? Yeah. I just know it is one movie. No, it's a anime series. Oh. I just remember the one movie that came out in the 80s. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, oh, and you're also talking about uh, people's rigs, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess it's, it, it'd kind of be like what they do in school now. You know, where everybody gets an iPad. Well, yeah. So mm-hmm. everybody gets, like, a, probably a, a base set of gloves and, and the visor, and that's it. You know, you just... Yeah, but basically, you know, in the book, it it describes you know because uh, Percival's uh, still in high school mm-hmm. in the book, and so you get more of that in the book of them describing you know that that's how kids go to school is in the Oasis. That's the problem with with reviewing a movie and having read the book too. Your your brain mixes them together. It does, yeah. Unless you've you know read the book multiple times, so you can differentiate. Yeah, it makes it hard. And even then, you can't because mm-hmm. I I have that problem with Harry Potter. Yeah, when be- I'm watching a Harry Potter movie. When something happens in the movie, I'm like, wait a minute. That's not how it happened. I'm like, wait a minute. That's how it happened in the book. This, yeah. this is the movie. It's different. But the bad part is you done watched the movie. So when you're listening to the book, you can imagine that scene happening in your head. That was in the movie. Oh, so yeah. the movie comes out, and he's like, well, they cut this part completely out of this version of it. Yeah. Well, it never was in it to begin with. You go to listen to the book. There's no race. There's no race, right? They they play a video game. There, yeah. They're, the In the book... The, the, there's, Which the race is awesome, by the way. It's actually probably better than the version. Oh, it, that's why I say, you know, th- this is something where the book and the movie, the middle section of the book and the movie are completely different. The The way he gets the three keys in the movie, he gets the three keys completely different way in the book. Mm-hmm. Like it's completely different. Which are both really good. So you're not going to be disappointed. Yeah. It's basically, it's the equivalent of a lot of, a lot of modern games, like single-player story-driven games have multiple different stories. So, you know, if you're playing it and your friend's playing it, you can have two completely different, you know, paths to the end game. That's how the book and the movie are. They take two completely different paths to get to the, the same ending. Yeah, that's like when you was talking about the Harry Potter game that came out. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Hogwarts Legacy. You jumped on, you started playing it. Your play style was to go through and do the challenges and stuff. The first... Three or four hours I was in it, I was literally just walking around, just seeing everything I could see. I did not play through the play styles or nothing like that. I was forever just getting the broom <laughs> to ride on. 
Corey was in the first day was riding around on the broom. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I played walking. it. When it dropped, I played it 12 hours. So Yeah. I was still just walking around, just visualizing everything. I was like, oh, man, this is so cool. I wonder if I can go over here. Until you get somewhere where you need to be a little higher level. Yeah. And you get killed. So you got to make a run for it. Run into some spiders. Yeah. But, again, it's we're both playing the same game. Totally different game. So it's, I mean, it's like the books, you know, book, movie, same thing, but it's totally different. And I would like that. I don't. I wouldn't want it to be exactly like it. It'd be a long ass movie. Well, I mean, Ready Player One, the book is actually not compared to the books I listen to. It's not that long. It's like twelve, thirteen hours long. Oh, ain't too bad. So yeah, I don't. I have no clue how many pages it is. I listen to books. I I don't read them. I used to read. Now I just listen to them because it's so much easier. Yeah, with the job. But we have just yeah, constantly it, driving. So. It's like 12 or 13 hours long. So, in comparison, I think uh, the third Harry Potter book is like, I want to say it's 13 hours long. So, it's about the same length as Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Ready Player One is. <clears throat> so, it's it's long, but it's not super long. Yeah, we're going to go on because if we don't, we'll be three hours in. Yeah, we're. Yeah, we tend to get lost in it, don't we? Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> we're at the 30-minute mark now, so. Oh, oh, hardly nothing. We barely scratched the surface. That's, that's, that's what we're saying. <laughs> we barely scratched the surface on this because I haven't even got to the main things I want to talk about from the book because mm. we haven't made it far enough in the movie. We're almost there. Right, shoot ahead. Basically, uh, they don't they, they, they don't win the race. They don't get the key, and but they uh, get to meet Artemis, and uh, – Percival is, you know, fanboying all over, and basically her bike gets, you know, just wrecked by King Kong. So Percival basically tells her, you know, H can fix anything. Come with me. H will fix it for you. So they go to H's uh, workshop, which is just great. It's, I mean, he's building a uh, freaking Iron Giant, giant, which uh, also another reference that was like, oh, my God, Iron Giant. Yeah, apparently that's how H makes his money. In in game mm-hmm. is, and and it goes through, it shows this several times. You know, people have uh, special items. He builds these things and sells them. Yeah, yeah, and that that's the he's literally that's building the, the part, iron giant. Yeah. yeah, that is. So yeah, well, they, that iron giant plays a key role later on in the movie. Oh, it does in the book and shows how good he really is at building them. Oh yeah, in the book he didn't actually build the iron giant. He got it another way, but mm-hmm. that's oh, yeah, something yeah. completely completely different. The movie never touches on. But uh same way show gets hold of uh the Gundam. Yep. He won the gauntlet when they was doing the raid. Well in, in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, in the book it's completely different. But anyway, they you know, they go back and while H is fixing it, Percival is, you know, fanboying over Artemis and they're talking and then Artemis starts quizzing him to see how much he knows about Holiday and spoiler alert, Percival knows everything. <laughs> or Percival, not Percival. Part of one of everything. And basically, she says something to him that later on when he's at home in the real world, you know, laying down, he starts thinking. And then he, he like, realizes something. It clicks a key memory in his head. So he jumps back in the oasis. He goes to, and this is when you first meet the the curator because he goes to the the library of uh, all of... uh, Holiday's memories. Holiday's memories. And he pulls one up and he watches it. And, you know, when, you, when you're when you pulling the memory up, you know, you 
it's like just straight up watching it in VR, like you're watching a movie in VR. So he's watching the scene, and the curator's like, have you seen enough? He's like, yeah. So he starts to walk away, and then Halliday says something that just triggers him. He mentions, you know, why can't we just go backwards? Drive backwards as fast as possible. And then he realizes what he needs to do to win the race. So the next race, he's there. Artemis is there. H is there. Race starts. Everybody takes off. Artemis takes off. She's looking in her mirrors on her bike, trying to figure out why he's not taking off. He and he's driving a DeLorean. DeLorean. We didn't mention that. He's driving DeLorean. He's driving the DeLorean. Yeah, not a DeLorean. The (laughs) DeLorean. And yeah, he just he raises up that door. He starts looking backwards and just floors it into reverse. And basically, just it takes him under the map, and he just straight to the finish line. Yep, that's where he gets the first key at. So he gets the first key, and he's the first name to pop up on. They get this big leaderboard, and it's been blank ever since the the competition started because nobody's found the key. And now there's a name on it. But now, man, his name is on it. Uh huh. So now so he's now a celebrity. IOI has got a huge target on whoever yeah. this Parsable guy is. They still don't know. You know, he's in game. He's Parsable. No one knows who he really is. Yeah, and then. In the movie, he wins 100,000 credits for winning the first key. In the book, I, it may be the same number. I can't exactly remember. He wins I just, a lot. Yeah. I just know, you know, in the movie, he gets a bunch of stuff in-game. He makes an in-game purchase that, you know, sends him one of those haptic <clears throat> suits. That's the only out-of-game purchase. Yeah, then he the, the holy hand grenade. Yeah. Which, when he used that, by the way, that was, that was a little disappointment for me. The holy hand grenade and uh, worms. It's a video game. It's, the whole thing is when you throw it, it starts, you know, it starts playing like the hallelujah, ha, and then it explodes. And when he threw it, there was no no sound effect. I was like, what? You missed an opportunity there. <laughs> Do you know where the holy hand grenade comes from? I just know it from Worms. I don't know what movie reference it is. It's from Mighty Python in the search for oh, the Holy Grail. Oh, yep, yep. I do know oh, that. Oh, really? I did I not had know forgot, that. but I oh, did yeah. know that. You, tell me you watched I, No, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. They they carry it around and just like it's a holy artifact, and they prayers over it and everything. It's the and it looks just like it did in the Mighty Python, hmm. which all their stuff is hilarious. Well, that but, would explain why there was no sound effect to it. I was you know I was just like oh, that's a worms reference. I had completely forgot about that. Yep. But yeah, he uh, you know he purchases a few things in the movie, but in the book he gets. Like I can't remember the exact amount. Maybe the same amount, but he gets all that money, a lot of it in real life. So in the book, he moves into the city. He buys a super nice, swanky, uh, like, apartment. Mm, you're missing a piece, though. What? Oh, yeah. his Which goes uh, down in both, uh, both the book yeah, and the in, movie. Yeah, in the book and in the movies, uh, IOI come after him, and yep. they blow up we're his... Jumping, we're jumping way ahead. Uh, no, we're not. Okay, where we at? Well, we yeah. skipped. Because you're skipping the whole dance part of the movie, where they go to, and that's how they find out. His oh well, real yeah, name. Oh, yeah. a little slip of the lip, they figure out who he is. Yeah, during, during, yeah, he he takes yeah. Artemis to a virtual uh, dance. I hadn't skipped and, that. Jamie <laughs> skipped that when he told me. My bad. Yeah, the explosion. Yeah, because in the book, when he's buying all this stuff, that has, that has, hasn't even happened yet. Yeah, but like I said, in the book, he he literally buys a super swanky uh, apartment. He's got, and, and he goes, because he knows they're going to come after him. So he goes through and he gets it like friggin', you know, super safety, like walls, doors with like retina and all this other scanning stuff. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it's super nice. And inside the room, he's got the omnidirectional uh, 
treadmill that he runs on. He's got the the seat that uh, the main IOI bad guys got. He's got that in the book. Oh dang! Yeah, he's got a the, he's got so much more stuff in the book. He he spent all his money in the book and well, most of them in real life. Boards, I mean, he was making big, big, big dollars. Yeah, he's making. Bad. And it's also one of those things. He's on leaderboard. He's famous now. So in the game, he's got people literally giving him items. Oh, yeah, okay. he he he's got people giving him items in the yeah he becomes like a in the celebrity book. once he when you once yeah, he got I that seen first it, key you see a little bit of it in the movie mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah not as much yeah but yeah in do. the movie they basically just do the the classic you know oh can I get a picture can I get a picture yeah, in the, the book just here is once people he are sending a, him things and giving him things his yep. biggest problem is once he become a big celebrity he become a big bullseye too mm-hmm. yep because now I oh somebody somebody's ahead of the game see what got so, me is even though he was Number one on the leaderboard. The other five, the other four. Yeah, they come in right behind him. Yeah, right behind him. Why didn't he just target one of them? He was making the most noise, I guess. Well, it's probably because he was first. He was the first figured, one, so they assumed the other ones got it. You know, because of him. And because he, of him, he knew what was going on. And in truth, that's what happened. He he basically told H how to how to beat it. Yeah, he told Artemis he just, how to beat it, and I'm assuming well, showed Artemis too. saw him. You know, oh, yeah, go yeah, backwards. Yeah, it so that's how she knew. Him. And then he told H, mm-hmm. H told Sho and Daito, and then enough people saw that that then, then everybody then knew everybody do starts doing it. But he's there's those five and that's, are still top on the boards. Yeah, because yep. they done it first. If right. you notice, you know whoever does it first, the person that does it second gets slightly less score. Yeah, and slightly less money. Right, but that's how it go in real life. Well, yeah, that's the way Halloween set, Halloween set it up. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like modern day right now in life, if you had some type of you know hunt thing, the second one person finds it then everybody's going to be able to find it because nobody's going to find it and say completely quiet about it. And even if they can, somebody's bound to have seen them. So yeah. that's just how it's going to go. The second the second somebody finds it, floodgates are opened. Mm-hmm. And that's basically exactly how it went with this and how it went when they went after the second key, which, again, happened completely different in the book versus the movie, but both of them were really good. But this gets into the uh, what you were talking about where IOI comes after them. And when they're in the uh, the club, they uh, they go out on a date. Yeah, him and uh, Artemis. Because she thinks she figured out the second clue. Yeah, the so, leap of faith. So they go to this club, and I mean, it's a I guess a cool looking club. You're kind of floating in the air or whatever, dancing, and it's also got a bunch of you know pop culture references from the eighties. Oh yeah. But they'll say he, you know, is not smart. He's not thinking with his head. Oh, he was thinking it was the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see you in real life. She goes, I don't, you don't even know what I look like. I don't care. I like this. You You only like what I let you see. <laughs> Speaking of that, when he's, you know, when he's mentioning to, uh, before the date, when he's trying to find what to wear and he goes with the Buckaroo Bonsai outfit, I would went with like a James Bond tuck style. But still, anyway, he's talking to H and H is like, you don't even know this person. <laughs> they could be a dude. They could be a four-year-old dude living a in A 300 pound dude. Basement. Living in his mom's basement. <laughs> In Detroit. Interesting that H <laughs> says that, by the way. Oh, I know. <laughs> we get no, you know, later on, H, that, that's why H's got so much experience. H is like, yeah, you don't know. Just because this person says they're a guy thing, or says they're a girl, don't mean they're a girl. Because H may or may not be a guy in the game, but he may not be a guy well, I imagine, in man, the real There's world. so much online gaming nowadays, man. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. most of my avatars are women. Oh, yeah. On, on all my games. Now, I've got... Like Call of Duty Mobile, I've got all the male characters and stuff, but I always mainly just play the female characters. 
Yeah, I do that with a lot of some of the guys I you know play with on PlayStation. Anytime you know we make a character for games, you know it's normally for me seventy percent of the time I make my character female, and they're all like, "Why would you do that? What are you doing? You know you're a male. What are you doing?" And it's just it's a very simple answer. It's just you know you're in third person, so all you see is the backside of your character. You're gonna spend oh, hours now. upon hours of playing a video game staring at the backside of a dude or the backside of a female. Do you're looking at yourself? Hey, I, I, I mean, play. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't play, so I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, you don't play in a video games. You no. don't. You don't quite understand. I don't quite get it. Yeah. Well, it's the difference between looking at a dude's ass for twelve, again, thirteen hours. Or, it's you. So what? I'm not allowed to think I look good. <laughs> hey. Love yourself, man. Go for it. You hating on my ass, damn it? <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm not judging. But, yeah, and they'll say things in the club don't go well for Parzel. Yeah, he's trying to get her to meet him in real life, and he messes up and says his real name in game. Yep. Which is a big no-no. Anybody that plays games know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, Nobody that I play with on PlayStation knows my last name, period. End of story. Nobody. Well, he didn't say his last name. He just said I, his first name. It's still, in that world, you know, especially him being as famous as he is now, saying your first name, oh, it's yeah. super easy to do exactly what the uh, that in-game bad guy, I'll call him the in-game bad guy. <clears throat> I, I call rock. him the bounty hunter. Yeah, I rock. Yeah, but yeah, basically what he is, bounty hunter. I don't know why I had never thought about that. But yeah, he's a bounty hunter. Uh, he's smart enough to just know that, uh, you know, his name is Wade in real life. He just became famous and bought a haptic suit. Let me just cross-reference. Anybody named Wade just bought a haptic suit within the last few weeks. Only one person. Wade Watts. Very little little detective work, and there you are. Yep. So now they know his name, and they... First, they have a meeting with him to try to buy him out, basically. It's basically their plan, just to buy him out. And he tells them no. So they send... uh, some drones and some people to basically blow up his stack in, in the of real trailers. World. Yeah, real life. Yeah. They go to the stacks and they blow up his trailer, which in turn blows up most of that whole stack. In the book, it's not really get blow- it doesn't really get blown up as much as it gets set on fire. And yeah. And when you've got trailers stacked upon trailer, one fire leads to a huge fire. So like a whole what's they call it, a whole stack basically gets burnt. Yep. Down. If I remember in 100% writing a book. The best I recall. Yeah. Me, neither of us have listened to the book in, it's what, been, it's been two a years? While. Year and a half? Two years? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah. That leads us to them finally figuring out where the second key is. And they go to, back to the museum. Mm-hmm. Look up a, a movie called The Shining. Well, no, they look up. Holiday's biggest regret. That was the that was the key. Was well, not Holiday's biggest regret, but Holiday. One of oh, how how does it go? In the movie, it goes uh, something like uh, uh, I think it was just Holiday's regret, something like that. But anyway, they're looking up, and apparently, he went on a date with what was soon to become Ogden. That's the uh, the partner's name, Ogden. Simon Pegg's character. Yeah, that I didn't know it was Simon Pegg. <laughs> yeah, Ogden, his eventual wife. Turns out that her and uh, my mind's going blank. Holiday, Holiday. I don't know why my mind just went blank there, but her and Holiday, 
Halliday went on a date, and uh, then Holiday uh, they talk about his girlfriend, the, the one date he ever been on. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What's that world's name again? Now that I do not remember. Kara was at her all. avatar. Yep. And I think it's on one they uh, bring her up as, and she's only ever mentioned one time in the files. Yeah. And the curator said, it ain't no way. He said, Yeah. <laughs> and we don't know at the time that the curator is uh, the partner. Yeah, the partner, Ogden. So it's, you know, it's easy for it to say, you know, when he said that, that, you know, the curator, Ogden's like, there ain't no way. Like, of course, he knows cause it, was his, it was his wife. <laughs> yeah. She's passed away since, but uh, it was his wife. So he's like, there's no way, you know. And, you know, Parsifal's like, well, you know, I'll bet you all the money I've got that, you know, this is the only mention of her. Yeah, so he. So while they're watching the the, uh, the tape, the curator's going through, and so when they get finished watching the scene, and they basically decode that they need to go to the uh, to the movie theater because they went to the movies, uh, curator's like, "Up, oh, you're right," and flips them a quarter, you know, like a regular, you know, quarter, twenty five cent piece, and you know, part of it was like, "Eh, don't worry about it, don't mention it." Throws it back to him. He's like, "No, keep it." And he throws it back to him and. Artemis just catches it, sets some stuff to him, and hands it to him. And actually, that happens before the uh, the whole date scene. That's what leads to the date. But then... Uh, but that, that coin is key later on in the film. Oh, it is. It, it's not just a quarter. Yeah. Even though it just looks like a quarter, it's not just a quarter. He should have knew something was up there. I mean, the, the curator's giving him a quarter. Yeah. We'll see. What did every game in the 80s run off of? Quarter. Quarter. And... That, that that plays a key in the book. Hmm, I remember. Yeah. yeah, in the book, in the movie, what we're getting to with the second key, they basically have to go through this whole, they're basically in The Shining. Yeah. And I'm sure we find out <laughs> H, that H is not the bravest person in the world. Oh, mm-hmm. Lord, no. H is afraid of everybody. <laughs> well, she wasn't afraid of the naked woman at first. Like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I, I don't know what's going on. Well, I'm just going to go with this. just going to go with this and went to go kiss her and looked in the mirror. I probably would have went with her from the start. <laughs> Until like, you looked over in that mirror Yeah, saw that she was a zombie. <laughs> yeah, that would have been like, oh, crap. Uh, although I probably would have looked back and be like, eh, she still looks. And then when it starts to fade, it's like, oh, nope, mistake, mistake. Got to go, got to go. <laughs> Whips out that knife and just an axe and starts chasing everywhere on the game. Oh, the yeah. Movie. In the book. There's some really good references to, to uh, The Shining in that little scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the book, that's not how they get the second key at all. In the book, they get the second key by going through like a, kind of like a haunted house. So it's sort of like that. But it, it leads to them having to go, aren't they playing the, they get the second key and then it leads to them having to go to like an arcade. On and a they, certain planet inside the Oasis. Yeah. So they, after they, I think it's after they, you know, they've got the second key in the movie Basically now. Basically on this whole planet, there's just one video game is the only thing that's there, right? Yeah, right? one arcade machine. Right. And in the movie, I mean, the video game, oh God, in the book, they play that and that's how they get their, uh, their figures. That's how H gets uh, the Iron Giant. That's how, uh, uh, what a show and Daito. That's how they get their two figures. Even though in the movie you only see the Iron Giant and uh, Daito's figure. What? What I just forget. What that figure is called? 
at the end when Daito calls in his uh the Gundam. Yeah. Yeah, Gundam. Yeah. Gundam style. Yeah. But I think there's a little bit of tragedy in the book though with Oh yeah. With one of the Yeah, in the book uh, Daito one. One of Show or Daito. That, I don't know. Well, I mean we're we're basically there. Oh well, yeah. Uh yeah, there's a Yeah, there's a little bit of tragedy with the one of the the to not get exactly to the, brothers. They're not really brothers. No, they're not. In the book, it goes more in detail. I think yeah. the way it is, you basically, you find out later on in the movie that Sho is an 11-year-old boy. And Daito is kind of like his guardian, basically. Although he's not much older. In the book, you get a little more detail and you find out some more about those two. But basically in the book, when you had the big battle scene happens in the movie and in the book. And in the book, not everybody makes it out alive. But Some stuff movie. happens in real life while the battle's going on. IOI <clears throat> basically. Yeah, is IOI. Yeah, they trying they to murdered take somebody. The, they're trying they, to take out the five. You had somebody murked. Yeah. In the movie, they make it PG-13, so you know nobody dies in real life. That's not how it happened at all yeah. in the book. Which had me a little confused when I was watching the movie earlier today. Mm. Like I said, it just it blends in your head. Yeah, but I love the battle scene when they tell... Uh, oh, dude, the battle scene is awesome. I can just sit and rewind that and just watch it again. Artemis Hot <laughs> tell him, get an army. Uh, get to mm-hmm. planet... I don't know the name of the planet. And that's what Purple Boom. does. He, Boom. he No, that's a different planet. Oh. He goes live in-game and starts asking people for help and trying to fight the system and stuff and... Oh, I would have went. They're, they're looking and they're not seeing oh, nobody. Yeah. The main bad guy he's looking out there, he don't see nobody. He just gets that little smirk on his face and turns around like he's going to walk off, and then you start hearing a noise. Then he turns around, and Percival then turns around, and holy shit, mm-hmm. everybody. And I do mean everybody shows up. We got Ninja Turtles. We got Fortnite. <laughs> Halo. Oh, Halo. Yeah. Well, I mean. I'm pretty yeah. sure I Master saw. Master Chief's everywhere. Woody from Toy Story. Woody from Toy Story. Uh, you've seen the Frogman. I don't know what he was actually played on, but there's a Frogman in it. But, I mean, there's just everybody shows up. And it's even better in the book. Yeah. That whole battle scene is amazing in the book. There's so many references <clears throat> in that battle scene. And the part I like the most, Purcell gets up there when they get to battle. He's holding the classic boom bop up. Boombox up in the air uh-huh. and playing Twisted Sister. <laughs> We're not going to take it anymore. So, so the soundtrack is, is awesome. Yes. And I mean, that, that sent chills to me. When they started over that hill and stuff, I was like, oh, yes. And it was you just. can imagine a, just the, the money they had to spend out to get the rights to the songs, the rights to the characters. Yeah. Because, uh, like I said, it showed everybody. Even Chucky played a part in it. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> they, they run out of ammo. It was a secret weapon, remember? Yeah. Uh, eight child's down here. Try this little guy. Throws it to him, and Chucky's trying to stab him. And stuff. oh yeah, and she throw him. Throws him out there. And next thing you know, boom, 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 boom. You see Iowa, Iowa, in their shop. Like eight or nine people turn red in their rigs because he just killed them. Uh huh. <laughs> like that. I was like, holy crap. And then when the main Iowa bad guy shows up, and he tosses out Mecha Godzilla. Oh yeah. Oh man, that was just like. Oh, here we are, Mecha Godzilla. Hey, you know I didn't see any Transformers, so you must not have been able to get the rights to those. Now that you mention, I didn't see no Transformers. You think you'd have like a giant Optimus Prime or something? Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that. 
I don't think Giant uh, Optimus Prime would have been as tall as the. No, but I mean, he'd have been pretty big. Oh yeah. Yeah, now is, mentioned, he, is he mentioned? Is, is the Transformers mentioned? In they, the, are, they are. They are mentioned in the book. Maybe she can get away with it in the book. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, you're just I, I don't think it. it necessarily you know mentions uh, Optimus Prime, but it does mention you know Transformers. Oh, okay. I can't. I again, don't know, man. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it again now. So am I. Definitely got to re-listen to the book. <laughs> and I, I love the orb of Asafat, or how does it pronounce? Yeah, it sounded good. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you nailed that one right there. <laughs> yeah, basically the orb, that magical orb that creates a uh, barrier. Yeah, and uh, they found it's an Atari that's the third, where you get the third key. Yeah, you get the third key by playing an Atari, but you don't know what Atari game to play because every Atari game ever made is there. Yeah, so they have a big line of their foot soldiers in there. Yeah, the Sixers. Yeah, and they'll get a minute into the game, ice breaks, they're dead. So they send somebody else up, and they put a new game in. And that's how they can tell. Yeah, if they last longer than a minute, that's the game they need to be playing. Yeah, basically, IOI is going to wear you down just with numbers. Yep. Oh, yeah, you know? sure numbers. They've got a whole a whole team of people checking every pop culture reference, everything that's happening, trying to figure out what angle it is. Yeah, and in the book, it, the, 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 in the book they get the third key the same way, but in the book, it's not one at a time. In the book, there's like a whole room those Sixers and different people playing uh, Atari. And so they're all basically playing it at once. Even uh, Parsifal and Artemis are both playing at the same time. And it's just, in in the book, the IY's coming after him in real life. They actually all go to Ogden's house, to his mansion. Yeah, yeah, because he, he he's got the yeah. ring set up. That's in, when they first all four home, meet each right. other. Or all five. That's they first all five meet yeah, each other. Yeah, is that yeah. or all four? Because at this point, I that's, think one of them had made it. But that's the first time that uh, that Wade Wade Watts is the is Parsifal's real name. Yeah, uh, Wade gets to see uh, H H. Uh, actually, the first time he gets to see Artemis. Artemis. It's the first time he sees both of them. First time they all meet together. That's right. I forgot. To, yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. That scene is better in the book than in the movie. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, but it basically comes down to the point where when they're in the in the book when they're playing the game Artemis basically quits playing the game to do something to go help somebody or do something she's always got to be that character oh yeah you know you got, you got one in every story well she, she pretty much done that in the movie because they was trying to get to the castle or get to the where the game is watch H fall down in the mm. iron mech mm. and she looked at Percival and said go on I'll but it's up to you to win the key, and she runs back to help H. Sort of. If you remember right in the movie, uh, it, at the end it gets to the point where he's basically like, you know. Well, I'm talking about when he pops he, her and he, I'm, you know, I'm kills her character. That. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm talking about uh, when she goes back to get him and H comes back up in the iron right. neck and uh, throws, holds her up in the air, and she shoots the eye out of. Uh, the Mega Godzilla. Mm -hmm. It yeah, throws Mega that Godzilla. mad ball in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and takes Sorrento out. Yeah. Sorrento, that's the main Iowa bad mm -hmm. guy's name. Nolan, nothing in his Nolan name. Sorrento? Yep. Nolan Sorrento, yeah. Yeah, he's played in a couple other movies. But mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Not, yeah not he's always a bad guy. Yep. But I was I was just, when she tossed the mad ball, and I was like, what the hell is the mad ball going to do? Mad mm -hmm. ball done a whole lot of damage yeah. inside there. Well, dude, they had Chucky as a weapon. I mean, anything. Oh, yeah. You know, I could see Chucky doll as a weapon. Yeah. Because he's a weapon to begin with. But the mad ball, man. Hey. <laughs> Growing up, you just throw them at each other. <laughs> or 
my case, you hit somebody with it in the face, and then you got a butt whooping because yeah, you, uh, yeah, you, know. you left marks on their head. <laughs> Not supposed to play dodgeball in the house. <laughs> now, what you're supposed to do is get in a small enclosed room with a super ball and just bounce it down and see who gets hit and by And just first. see who gets hit by it first. That's what we used to do. Yeah, we used to take glow sticks and use them for tag. Get out there in the middle of the night, crack a glow stick up, and just use it like dodgeball. You couldn't say you didn't get hit because when you got hit, it, it hit you and the stick just fell straight back down. So you couldn't mm. say, you missed me. That'd get some whelps on you. You always got that one asshole aims for the head. <laughs> oh, I assume that was you. No, that's my cousin. Mm. <laughs> but we had fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. You didn't think consequences yeah, back Johnny then. almost lost an eye, but we had fun. Yeah, you, can st- you got two eyes. You can still see. <laughs> walk it off. Walk it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll help you look, look for your eye tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When daylight comes up, we'll find your eye. Don't yeah, worry. Don't worry about it. Just go to bed. Yeah. Well, we're at the point in the movie now. It, it's the end. It's the ending. And the ending in the movie and the book are the same. He wins. He gets the... Well, he gets to meet... Uh, Halliday, and just like in the movie, in the book, you know, Halliday has one last test where he's basically telling him, you know, here's the contract, sign it, and everything's yours. And he's basically, you know, getting this last final test. You don't know it's a test, but Parsifal realizes it's a test. He said it's not right. It's not right, you know, him signing this contract to basically give himself everything the same way Halliday ended up doing to Ogden because he felt Ogden was, I guess, uh, trying to take the company in a direction that Holiday didn't want to go. Holiday just wanted the game, and that's all. So he made Ogden give up all his shares and everything. And that, spoiler alert, well, not spoiling it now, we're at the point where you find out that was his greatest regret in life, that, you know, his best friend, his only friend, he alienated, basically, because he thought he was trying to take over his company when Ogden was... It doesn't really explain too deep, but... You get the impression Ogden was basically just trying to help him with the the non-game side of things, the real-world side of things, and running the company. Because Halliday was very much like, <clears throat> he's a genius when it came to making the game and all that stuff. Didn't know a thing about the real world. Yeah, he was, didn't like the real world. He, he would rather just live in the game. Yeah, that's why he made the Oasis. Yeah, He didn't feel like he belonged in the real world. He, was, yeah. he felt alone and stuff in the real world. Yeah. In the game, he felt... More like himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then he comes to regret that. Yeah. So then they Parsifal fastens that test, gets the golden egg, and basically, you know, he takes all the shares, half a trillion dollars, and basically splits that between him and his clan, the, the clan High Five. Of, yep, the High Five. And they start running the thing. And as you see at the end of the movie, you know, they, in Have to Stay in the Book, they decide, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're shutting down the Oasis, you know, on those days, you got to just live in reality. Unplug and live in reality and enjoy your life. Yeah. And that's that's the movie. It's a killer movie, man. And the book is even better. And the book is so good. Yep. Highly recommend yep. it. We just passed over the one part that I've missed the most. What's that? When Percival's fighting the main bad guy and just hauls off and kicks him right between the legs. Oh, I say, yeah. There's parts of that suit you probably need to turn off. Yeah, and battle. you can see in the movie it shows... On his all suit red. turns red right there, and mm-hmm. he just starts cringing up with pain. He might not have hollered in the movie, but I did when I watched <laughs> it. Because, I mean, it was you, a Superman you, kick. You felt it for him. Whack! I, oh, 
Oh, God. Yes, I did. Yeah, if you're wearing the, the full body suit with the uh, microfiber uh, crotch. You feel everything. Maybe you need to wear a cup. Yeah. Yeah, you feel, you feel every... If somebody touches your skin, you feel you can feel it like it's your real skin, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Oh yeah, but no, no, no. I'm turning the pain way the hell down. <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like a bee sting. <laughs> Virtual reality headset wise, uh, I don't know if you guys watched any YouTube videos of the new Apple Vision Pro headset. No, I haven't watched that yet. We're we're starting to we're starting to get there. I mean, it's not like amazing, amazing like you know the Ready Player One headsets are. Well, we're getting there, you know, with the whole Apple headset now, you know, there's no gloves, you know, there's no controllers. You do everything with your hands. You can just control everything with motions and gestures, gestures. Well, you'll be there before. I mean, it'll happen. Well, that's what I'm saying. We're getting there. Yeah. I don't think it'll well, be headsets. <clears throat> see, no, it'll be headsets. I don't think so. Think it'll just be glasses? No. Well, they tried Google no, Glasses, dude, which uh, was kind of. Elon wants to put stuff in your head now. Oh, well, that. Well, that ain't going, ain't going out. Yeah, that, 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 that's a little harder Look. to. uh to sell. Yeah, you can't get human testing for that. Mm. It's a lot easier. Even volunteers? I mean, it's nope, a lot easier. You can do it. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's a lot easier with the headset you can take I mean, off. I'm not saying that volunteer. I'm just wondering. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, enough money. I might have to sit there and... <laughs> no, but see, that brings him back to the, the rig. Omnidirectional treadmill, oh, yeah. the harness and stuff hooked on, and you're running and everything. Well, when he gets the whole army on there and you're watching the movie, you're looking around and there's kids running down the street mm, fighting. Yeah. Uh-huh. How are they seeing not to run into a building or run out in the traffic? Yeah, that's something that is for the movie man, I, that I didn't quite get. I mean, I would assume it's a lot like the uh, the quest. Yeah, the Oculus Quest, how it's got the kind of boundaries. I would assume it's probably technologically advanced enough that you can, if you want to, you can see a little bit out like opaque. You can see through a little bit. And I would also assume you probably get like little, I don't know what you say, because, you know, you're wearing a headset on your head. So I would assume you get like little cues or ticks or something that lets you know, hey, you're near something. I don't know, because this, this or it could just be, it's a movie. Running down the highway. Yeah, there. That's what I was saying. It, it could just be, it's a movie. It's just a movie part. It, it's just yeah. a movie part. But that the just, people making a movie said, oh, that's a cool scene, but really didn't think it through. Yeah, These that'd be cool. run off the edge of a cliff into traffic. Exactly. Into the ocean. Yeah. Because, you know, you got H and them driving. Down yeah. the road. Yeah, in a postal van. In a postal van, and they could just, just plant right over top of them. <laughs> yeah. I was like, eh, it's pretty cool, but I just don't know how, because they had theirs on the whole time. Even when they wasn't actually playing, doing the fight scene and stuff, they was walking around the city with those headsets on yeah. the Good whole point. time. Like I said, it, watch some videos on YouTube right now of people with the Apple Vision Pro headsets. There's a lot of people wearing them out in public. Because you can see through them. Yeah. Huh. Well, I was watching a guy that uh, he was working on his car, and he was trying mm-hmm. to do something, and he had a VR set on. It didn't show which kind it was, but he didn't know what he was doing, so he pulled up a window off to the side, brought up a YouTube yep. video. So he's watching a YouTube video as he's working on the vehicle. He didn't have to stop, hold his phone, or watch something. It's playing right there on his face. No matter where he turned his head, it's right there. So he can yep. actually work and watch it at the same time, which is cool. I, I like that idea. If that headset was a little bit smaller. Yeah. Well, it'll, it'll, it'll get Yeah, smaller, they'll shrink probably. it down. Well, yeah. it's like it'll be cell down phones. to eyeglasses. At some point, man, it'll be like these right here. Cell phones come out real big. Everybody wanted them small. So they shrunk them down to where they had one that literally looked like a stick, and you flipped it around, and then you talked up here, and you had a little bitty keyboard. Oh, that's cool as can be. Now look how big these things are. It's about as big as a tablet anymore. 
like yeah. when the tablets first come out. Yeah, cell phones went from being really big to really small back to really big. Yep. So, so yeah, I say the headset will they'll, they'll definitely be able to shrink them down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised the Google Glasses didn't pick up better than what they did. I, I think just, just a little bit. The, the technology is just not there yet. Because that's what I would prefer. I would prefer to be able to put on a pair of glasses and still be able to look around and see everything perfect, but also be able to see stuff on my glasses. Well, see, <clears throat> that's basically what you can do with the Apple Vision Pro, but it's a full blown headset. Well, if you let Elon put the chip in, you can just see it in the air. No one else will be able to see it, but you can. Yeah, then you're a cyborg. Exactly. Yeah, then, then I'm that weirdo going around doing this number, and I don't want the laws that. getting called on. I prefer the Iron Man suit. Just but give me an Iron Man suit. A weirdo, then nobody's a weirdo. Yeah, you have a point there. There's not very mind. many weirdos left in the world. I don't mind being a weirdo, but I want to be able to control it to where everybody looking at me is like, "What the hell is he doing?" Like I said, I want to. I want an Iron Man suit. Well, I guess you do want that an way. Iron Man suit. Well, I mainly, I'm mainly talking about you know how the visor comes down. And then he's got all the information and readouts on the screen, but he can also just see out of it. And yeah, give me that. Give me the Iron Man helmet. Cool. Motorcycle helmet that pulls down. Yeah, basically. Yes. Yeah. That wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. I mean, people might be like, why is he wearing wearing a motorcycle helmet around all the time? Well, look at the videos on you right now. People walking around the streets with. Apple Vision Pro headsets on. Yeah, I watched the guy doing a podcast with them things on. I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's one of those things, like, when you've got it on, like you were saying earlier, I watched Linus do a, just an unboxing video of it. He hasn't done his full breakdown of it yet because he hasn't had it long enough. But uh, the thing he said he was most excited about was, you know, he puts it on, he's sitting there, he's on his MacBook doing something, but he, like, in his vision, he's got a screen right beside his MacBook, even though he doesn't really have one, but on there, it's there. And because the Apple Vision Pro's got just amazing... 4K OLED stuff. It just that's the main thing he was excited about. It's just the quality that everything looks inside of it. There's so many pixels, so he's able to just multitask so much better. And you know, if you need to move that screen, you just take your finger and just slide the screen over to this side, slide it up here, slide it there, add another screen, throw on a movie above your head. Like the what was that Minority Report, the movie that had a Minority Report. Yeah, where he's got them gloves on and he's able to yeah. pull all these screens up and slide yeah. over here you can do that with here. the Apple Vision Pro without gloves just that with your hands cool. just with hand gestures he said just watch the videos yeah, now I haven't seen enough videos to see all the the cons of it yet I've just seen videos talking about the good stuff so see the Quest had an update to where you can leave the controllers down and just use your hand for everything which yeah. would be cool but yeah. I've never really practiced it yet yeah I gave mine to my Cousin, so I still got mine. I never played mine, so that's why I got rid of it. I haven't really played it that much. I would love to get the Apple Vision Pro if it didn't cost thirty five hundred dollars. Mm. That's oh, kind hell of a, no. yeah, it's kind of a deal breaker. It's like I yeah, can't that, pay thirty five hundred dollars for that. The hell, because you're going to pay for it, and two years later they're going to come out with a better version of it, or a year later, then you got to get rid of that one. Well, it's also brand one. new technology, so there's going to be a ton of yeah, bugs. It's like then, Probably way back when VCRs came out, those things were ridiculously high. Oh, three, four hundred dollars. Yeah, uh, but of course, you know, time went on and they got cheaper. Yeah, this stuff, time will go on. It'll as, get as more people had it, the price started yeah. dropping down, and more people come out with their any, own any version new of it. Technology comes out ridiculously expensive. Oh yeah, you know, until it starts to come down. PS Five when it come out, good mm, God. Good what? Well, it's still kind of no. Price wise, it's it's not that bad. PS Three was what was ridiculous when it came out back in 07. PS3 was $700. Oh, I brand new one of those. in 07. 
When it first came out in 2007, the PS3 was $700. That's why when the PS4 came out for $400, everybody was like, and, you know, the Xbox One came out at the same time, the Xbox One was 500 and everybody was like, well, how can Sony sell the PS4 so cheap? They were actually selling it at a loss, but they were making their money back off of all the game uh, developers having to buy the rights to put their games on the PlayStation. Hmm. And then when the PS5 came out, you know, it was $400 for the disc list, 500 for the disc. And like I said, again, especially with modern-day prices, it's not that bad, considering the PS3 was seven hundred dollars in two thousand seven. See, I'm old school. I remember buying my very first PlayStation for two hundred dollars. <laughs> exactly, that was in the late nineties. Yep. Two hundred dollars in the late nineties is equivalent Whoa. to about oh, five hundred dollars nowadays. Five yeah, to seven hundred dollars now. My brain that? don't translate that. Either. I'm like, <laughs> ah, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the consoles actually aren't over. What was overly priced about the PS5 was that it was they couldn't keep them in stock. Yeah. So if you wanted to buy one, you had high. to buy it online off eBay or one of them for a thousand bucks. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That. But yeah, price-wise, the most expensive console ever was the freaking PS3, seven hundred dollars yeah, in '07. That's like a thousand dollars nowadays. Fifty bucks off of you. <laughs> I know you did. Because <laughs> yeah. I had another one. Yeah, I let my kids use it, and that was the last of it. Hmm. I've owned. That was all my stuff. <laughs> I've owned multiple, multiple PS1s, PS. I had like six PS2s. I've only had two, two or three PS3s. PS2s, one PS3. I couldn't tell how many PlayStation 1s I had because I played the crap out of them. That's when I was really into gaming. Nowadays, I bought the PS5. I played a little bit, ended up giving it to my son. It wasn't four or five months later. Yeah, yeah. you just now finally get it back. Yeah. I spent right at $1,600, $1,700 just so I could play Hogwarts Legacy. Hogwarts Legacy in <laughs> good quality because of I had my TV was five, six, seven years old. Didn't have no 4K. It was HD, but it wasn't Ultra HD. I finally mm-hmm. upgraded to 4K, Ultra HD, all this stuff, and I see a big difference in it. But I'm one of them. If it ain't broke, why replace it? <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. And then I, every year I go, I'm gonna get me a 4K. I'm gonna get me a 4K. And Corey goes, you say it every year. Why don't you just do it? <laughs> yeah, I've been through like three or four different 4K TVs before you even get the first one. Yeah, and the one I got at the house now, my heart ever use it. It's seventy inch. If there's been three hundred hours on that thing since last year, I'd be surprised. I'd oh, yeah. be surprised if there's a hundred hours on that TV. Yeah, my TV gets a bunch of use, bunch of use, which that's nothing compared to that that four K LG TV that's in my parents' living room because they just don't know how to turn a TV off. So the TV just stays on even no, when they're not watching it. Off. It's on. My my old one, it stayed on. I see. But see, back in the day, it was cheaper to leave one on than it was to cut it off and turn it back on because you had to and wait for the the, the uh, tubes to warm yeah, the up tubes. and the the, the uh, picture to get. So it was just easier just to leave it on. Yeah. Well, see, I also right now I have an OLED, so you don't leave an OLED on because you'll get burned in. Well, that's why they got some screensavers for. Well, mine does automatically go. Mine goes screensaver after thirty seconds. Yeah. If I hit pause on a video and don't hit play within thirty seconds, it goes to a screensaver, which is good. That's what I want. The the new ones burn in. Yeah, the OLEDs. Not your. They still have regular LED TVs right. and LCD and they'll burn TVs. in. Huh. It's a lot harder though. A whole lot harder. No, uh, plasma could, ones. They were horrible for burning. Plasma and OLED are very similar, and with how they burn in. The 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 first generation OLEDs burn in really really easy. The one I've got is a little more burning resistant, and they've got new ones now that are really burning resistant. Hmm. But the one I've got is still kind of prone so that's why I'm, even though I use it a lot 
I'm, I try my best not to, uh, especially when you're playing video games on OLED. With video games, there's almost always something on some part of the screen that just stays there and doesn't move. And that's not good for OLED. You need stuff to move. That way it doesn't just burn into the pixels. Mm. Yeah, I have them down at the guard check at them uh, Vizio TVs oh, had yeah, down there. Oh, plasma ones? Yeah, the... Yeah, the, you had all them cameras up on there. Now, now the camera would flicker and stuff, but everything else would stay on there. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so you'd have just the outlines or just lines. Yeah. They yeah. Would, one, and then the underground monitors. Yeah, they like I said, those were all old plasma ones, and they, they yeah, burned they were, in so easy. Yeah, they were stuck on that picture. If you yeah. tried to put another picture up there, it just wouldn't look right. Nope. Yeah, I don't know how we got talking about this, but... Uh, hmm. uh, what, what we would pretty you guys... much wrapped that one up, I believe. Yeah, we wrapped up uh, Ready Player One. We started off on... The rigs, and then we went through every game system out there almost. <laughs> yeah, basically. We didn't touch on none of the Nintendo stuff, though, but oh well. But uh, what what would you guys want to talk about? Yeah, I was going to talk about some wrestling that was going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Something so. New going yeah, on you're going to have wrestling. to tell I'm a little vague on exactly what's happening. What did they say? What did they say about Dusty? What did they say? Uh, I don't remember exactly word for word. Did did, did you not watch the, the Las Vegas thing I sent you? It's not that long, but uh, I'll tell you what. Give me one second. Yeah, just give me a breakdown of it. No, give me one second. So now that you saw okay. what I'm talking about, let's so a little, let's talk WWE about WWE action here. Yeah, you know the the whole debate for the last basically week or two has been, you know, who are they gonna have face Roman? Is it gonna be The Rock or is it gonna be Cody? And you've got you know a lot of your diehard fans. That are super into it. That are they? They want Cody. You know, Cody's the hottest thing they going right now. They want Cody. Then you know you got you know some of your older fans and people who don't follow as closely that are like, nah, which it's the Rock. We want to see the Rock. So <laughs> there was this whole thing, and you, you was like, what are they gonna do? Well, they had this big press conference in Las Vegas because the Super Bowl's in Vegas this year. So you know that's a good way to take advantage of the the situation. So they had the big you know meeting and. Seth Rollins comes out. He's the Raw champion. You know, then Roman Reigns comes out. Then The Rock comes out, talks all his stuff. Then Cody Rhodes comes out. And, yeah, you you just saw what happened. Anybody mm-hmm. watching, you know, you can just find it. If you're interested, find it on YouTube and just watch it. But uh, what do you think about what they're doing? Well, and remember, we, we just mentioned this a couple weeks ago when uh, when The Rock first showed up. Yeah, in San Diego when he made that, uh, should I said at the head of the table remark. Yeah, uh, and he came out with Cody in the ring, and uh, I made this statement then. I, th- I think they planned to have The Rock come in and wrestle Roman, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, but the, the, the the fans just really bucked on that. Yep, They didn't yeah. think they would. They thought they really had something going here. So it's The Rock. scrambling. Yeah, you know, they figured The Rock's coming in, it'll be, you know, they, they'd rather see The Rock wrestle. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Roman, you know, that's that's been clamored on for a long time. Yeah, people's been wanting you know, that forever. That to happen for years. Yeah, a few a few weeks ago when they hinted at it before the Royal Rumble, but everybody spent, wanted it. They spent what? Well, like they said, the last couple of years building Cody Rhodes up. Yeah, the last two years, well, and year then and a half. Have the Rock come in and step over top of him for it, and the fans just aren't having it. You know, so now yeah. the ratings are dropping. They're scared to death. The ratings are going to bottom out. So they got to try to put some kind of storyline to save it. And I said, didn't I? That that if you remember, man, I said that the Rock was going to turn and join Roman. Yeah, it, I remember you saying it because I was I was hoping it was. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, and I made this statement too. 
Rock ain't the only one's got a family. Cody's got a big brother. Oh yeah, yeah, Dusty, uh, Gold Dust. Yep. Oh yeah, I would. So I look. That's my prediction, man. Is now you're going to see Dustin show up shortly. Maybe I I kind of get the feeling they're just going with the because they've got uh, they've got one pay per view before WrestleMania. I got a feeling they're just going to do like a tag match of Roman and The Rock versus Cody and Seth Rollins. I don't believe it'll be Seth. Don't believe it'll be Seth. Oh no. I believe you're going to see Dustin come in. I Maybe. don't know if he'll be Gold Dust, but it'll be Dustin. I just well, I mean, you saw Seth was in that clip there. Seth was flipping out more than friggin' mm-hmm. Cody was, which I didn't quite understand. But I, anyway, it was. I would say you know they didn't know what to do with the Rock Cody thing. Well, what they're doing now, it, yeah, it's got everybody just oh yeah all ready to watch now. Don't know what they're gonna do for sure, but yeah, we're it got me excited again, and I don't really watch oh, it yeah, anymore. I just follow it. I don't think this is the storyline they intended. No. They're putting this together on the fly, but it's way better than what they had intended anyway. Oh, yeah. And I don't know, man. And maybe they got a genius writer that, that planned all this out, but I don't think so. I doubt it. This is simply so, a uh, Triple H going, yeah, we got to be flexible. So yeah. let's just go where the where the tide takes us. But, yeah, it was like that. When, I, when The Rock come out and started giving his whole speech there mm-hmm. on the stage, I was just like, oh, they're turning them. Yes, they're turning them. Because my favorite version of The Rock actually wasn't, you know, the, the early 2000s oh, he's always version. always better as a heel, man. I, I liked him when he was part heel. of the corporation. And that, that 97 to 99 run when he was with the corporation <laughs> fighting Stone Cold, that was my favorite version of The Rock. Yeah, when he was going against the corporation, you know, going against Triple H and them, he had good, you know, like one-liners and stuff because The Rock always had great one-liners. Oh, yeah. But he was, yeah, he's one of the best on the mics. He was amazing as a heel. So, uh. I'm he's always best. That. He's always best when he's when he's uh, playing the villain. Yeah, yeah, yep. So yeah, that's but that's, that's all that's I want to talk about. With that man, we'll see where it goes. I believe I believe you're gonna see another road show up for too long. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. No, no, no. I'm hoping for it. I'm hoping for it. Yeah. So. I said when Cody Rhodes first come back to the WWE, I was hoping that Dustin come with him. Yeah, because Goldust was an amazing character. Oh, my God. God, I he love was Goldust, so funny. Especially, especially electrocuted Goldust. Oh, yes. That was my favorite gimmick when, you remember when he uh, he got electrocuted? No, I remember that. Tourette's? Yeah. No? Oh, yeah, oh Kane, dude, i got to show you some clips later. You'll love it. All yeah, right. Kane clipped some, uh, you know, some cables. Yeah, so he ended up getting electrocuted on stage. Good God. And so for, for weeks after that, uh, they played it up that it, it did damage, and he would just fly off and and yeah. I, I'll show you some of the clips. You'll love yeah. It. Him when he when he came out was cutting the promo with oh. uh, Triple H and Ric Flair. <laughs> oh my God, that was amazing. So yeah, man, that uh, Goldust was always good. I always liked Goldust. Oh yeah. That was yeah. I think man they they didn't mean for that character to do well. Again, Vince didn't like Dusty Rhodes. When he when Dusty Rhodes came to the WWF, oh yeah, because he didn't he didn't make him right. You know? So Vince just made him the polka dot man, and he still and carried Dusty him. made it work because Dusty's one of the greatest of all time. So, so then when son comes in and he tries to just downplay him right. and embarrass him, and he pulled it off, man. Yeah, Dustin shows up, and you know Dustin's, you know Dusty was kind of you know heavy set, you know. Mm. Uh, Dustin was you know 
big, just tall. Yeah, he lean, he had the lanky. look. He had the actual look of somebody you think Vince would like. Mm-hmm. But because his last name was Rhodes, Vince didn't like him. Mm-hmm. So Vince stuck him in a a one piece outfit with gold face paint and called him Gold Dust. And oh bomb my God, the he made it work. Just went way over. He got over too good. Yeah. Basically, the only one in the family that didn't get over was Cody at first. His first, you know, I think it was like a 10-year run he had with the WWE. Yeah, probably. And it just, it just, nothing worked. All the different stuff they tried with him, just nothing worked. It wasn't until he left, went on his own on the indies, basically started AEW, mm-hmm. ran it for a while, and then came back that now he's kind of understands everything. He's a vet now. He traveled. Mm. He understands the business, and now he's the hottest thing they got going. Me myself, I'm still a Roman Reigns fan, so I'm oh, nothing against I'm Roman perfectly Reigns, fine with know? this ending with Roman still winning at WrestleMania. I don't think it will. I think they're actually gonna have Cody win now, but if Roman does win, I'm gonna be happy. I'm already happy that they turned to Rock Hill. I I love that. When is WrestleMania forty? Uh April something. I I should know because they, they said it about a hundred thousand times on that mm, yeah. that thing I was watching, but yeah, it's sometime in April. It's either middle of April or end of April. We plan on being, going to Florida in April this year? Hopefully. In April or August? Well, I mean, <clears throat> whenever... We do both. August, I mean. oh, you know I'm down for both. I am too. <laughs> so, like I've already looked. If we go in April, it's like always got to be the end of April. Yeah. If you go in the beginning or middle of April, it's, you know... Too expensive. Uh, yeah, it's too expensive. So it's got to be the end of April. And then... uh but yeah, whenever they have the pass holder days, August. That's yeah, that's definitely when we need to plan it. April sixth and seventh, because you know they do two nights now. So yeah, I'm excited for it. Cool. I won't watch <laughs> probably any of the Raws or Smackdowns leading up to it, but I'll just watch clips on YouTube, and then when actual Saturday and Sunday WrestleMania rolls around, then I'll watch both whole shows. Anything else to talk about? Yeah. Our next podcast. Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> we're going to finally hit the, uh, <clears throat> the, the, the Potterverse. Yes. Yeah, we're... We, we've kind of held off on it because we didn't want to be just... We don't want to be known as a Harry Potter podcast. Just that, that's all we do. We wanted to get our feet wet in other things, and now we're ready to break into the Potterverse. Next week. Hard into the part of our put a little bit of Potterverse. Yep. Yeah. We already got butterbeer ordered. We got chocolate frogs. chocolate frogs and stuff ordered. Everything. So when we start it, we're we're right there. Yep. We will be decked out. In, you won't be able to see us, but we'll be decked out in our Harry Potter gear. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Because we've well, got I, everything. I pretty much am now. Oh, yeah. You've already got the shirt and the hat on. <laughs> yeah. I got my Gryffindor shirt on, my Gryffindor hat, my Gryffindor jacket. Yes. Yeah, that's <clears> why I, I was a little disappointed. Uh, you know, they, they just done a partnership, uh, Harry Potter and uh, Reebok just did. Oh, did they? Yeah, they had some stuff out, and I was like, why couldn't you partner with Nike or Under Armour? I still bought it if it was Reebok. Yeah, I looked at it, <clears> I didn't <throat> like the design. If they was high top. Uh, the shoes wouldn't know, but they they had they had shirts and oh, okay. sweatpants and all that. It was, you know, a big partnership with, with Reebok. But I was like, why would you go with <clears> them? Why wouldn't you go with friggin' Nike <clears> or Under Armour? Cause well, I didn't want to spend the money that they'd want yeah but man it's just their quality of clothing is so much better at least in my opinion that's basically all i wear now is under armor t-shirts and they're just so comfortable and lightweight yeah under armor we will take donations for that commercial thank you very much yeah yeah 
And Nike. <laughs> I didn't really say much about Nike. I do like Nike. I primarily wear their shoes, although I'm wearing all under armor right now. Yeah, but we'll definitely be breaking into the Potterverse. Yep. And Next week will be <clears throat> Harry Potter. Don't yes. we don't know exactly what we'll be talking about yet, Harry Potter, but it's gonna be Harry Potter. It's just gonna be a little bit of everything. We're just gonna yeah. <clears throat> We're just gonna sit down like we normally do and just hey, I watched this, what do you think about this? Or, you know, I was thinking about this because we do that all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah, back when we all worked at the same exact job. Oh my god. It was it was every night. It was, you know, an hour a night talking something about Harry Potter. Yeah. This this theory we saw or this thing we thought of. For me and him, it goes way way past that. Oh yeah, way oh, back yeah. longer than that. Yeah, cause we'll we touch on all that next week. Oh yeah, yeah. And get into it now. Yeah, we've uh, we're basically at the time that we wanted to be at, at almost an hour and a half. So we we try to we're gonna try to keep the podcast from now on around an hour and a half or I say less. We do a four hour marathon. Just just roll. <laughs> I mean, if we do, we do. <laughs> yeah, but it's. It, it's better to keep it at this, even if we have to just do a, you know, a two-parter, hour and a half, and then just stop, take a break, and then just start again. <laughs> but yep, I guess that'll uh, that'll well, do it for this week's episode. There's pizza left yep. in the box. So <clears throat> I know what I'm getting ready to do. Yeah, be the that'd be the night bus signing off tonight. Yep, we have reached the end of our destination. Well, we've reached the end of our journey. Yep, we may or may not have reached our destination. And? Dude, it's deep. I got to ponder on that. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, I got you thinking. Damn, that's the way to end it. You gotta, you gotta get people thinking. Yeah, get them to come back, see if they figured out the answer or not. We probably won't. <laughs> no, some mysteries are better left unsolved. Exactly. See ya. Peace out. Bye.